So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, so uh, welcome to Feature Creep, colon. <gasps> Built a microwave. Semicolon. Um, I had friends, hangouts, doing the thing. Wait, what's our what's our new phrase for having a guest? What's oh, the, um, um, a guest of the realm. The guest of the realm. Guest of the realm. So we'd like to welcome our newest guest of the realm, Wind. Uh, welcome to Feature Creep. Does that mean I'm like the queen or something? I, well, you're the guest of the realm. Sure. Yeah. You can be the you queen. You can be a visiting, vi- visiting <laughs> dignitary, visiting royalty. Yeah. I feel so fancy. Yeah. You should. Yeah. <laughs> you should feel fancy. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> Very fancy. Very fancy. Um, I need to put my, I need to put on my tennis bracelet. <laughs> your garbage gems my garbage gems yeah so we were if this is a thing it turns out it's a thing you can take garbage and turn it into like compress it and like fire plasma at it and it like chemically changes into what looks like a black diamond and i'm like sign me up i want them all yeah whoa yeah there's uh i think it's called cinderella gems or something or cinderella jewelry um anyway it's a cool website anyway check it out um yeah, so we're discussing whatever right now. We're basically doing um, what are we're we're still sheltering in place. So how how, yeah. how are you? How is your sheltering? How's your sheltering? Uh, it's going pretty well. I am fortunate to have like I'm staying been staying with my parents, um, and then I have my place in Sonoma still that's on the market, and so it's perfectly manicured and. Oh, nice. I don't like, like go inside the house, but you're like, uh, don't touch the, it. Yeah. The yard is like perfect right now. So it's the nicest it's ever been since I got the house. So I've just been going over there and hanging out in the yard. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and people keep asking me if I just bought the house and I'm like, Nope, I've lived here for like six years. <laughs> That's funny. All your neighbors are like, Hey, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's cool. You never said hi to me before, but <laughs> right, right. I'm same person. <laughs> yeah. Now that my yard's all tidy. Yeah, I was actually um, on the phone with Glenn, and I have these big metal water troughs. Um, you know, like horse people use for horses to give them water, uh-huh. and yeah. I've had plants in them, and they were in my yard, and. I live in this neighborhood where there are no sidewalks. Um, and so it's just kind of like being out in the country. It's a rural residential neighborhood. And I took the troughs off of my property and then put them or like out of my yard and put them right up against my fence line on the outside of the fence line. And there are like everybody landscapes that area. Right. And there are these massive rocks that are like, I don't know, five feet wide or something that are in the ground in certain places and stuff. And so I put them there along the fence line and my property is on the corner and there's enough room for six cars to park or something. And this is taking up one parking spot. Yeah. And these people came out like, I don't know, time's blending together, but it might've been about two weeks ago. And they started complaining to me about the troughs being there and how it was messing up, you know, parking for the neighborhood. And I was like, okay, well, number one, it's shelter in place. So this shouldn't be an issue right now because we've never had an issue before about parking. And number two, your property literally has a parking lot with like enough space for over 10 cars so if anybody's visiting you they could just park on your property and uh i tried to good for you <laughs> I was... <laughs> and i was on the phone too and so it was like awkward because i was like not wanting to he was trying to tell me a story and then i was having to like listen to them and <sighs> like respond to them. And he ended up listening to this conversation for probably 15 minutes straight where they're just giving me shit for having these tubs there. And I was like, you know, 
is, is it really that big of a deal? Um, you like, is it really having that much of an impact on your life that you have to bring it up to me like this? And, um, and uh, I was like, you know, do you need to just like, I know everybody's stressed out because of what's going on. Do you need to just go do something to like fulfill your soul right now? And the lady put her arms on her hips and was like, "Ah," and super offended that I even said that. And I was (laughs) like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, um, Okay. And after all of this stuff happened, Glenn told me that I was like really patient with them. And I was like, that was me not having patience. That was me like getting really upset and just like calling them out for being privileged white assholes. But, um, I love that you were so thoughtful about your like reasoning when you talked to them and told them that they were wrong. Like, I think if I was on the, a cell phone, I, I would not have had anywhere near that much patience to deal with them. I would have been like, are you shitting me with this right now? <laughs> go away. I'd be like, fuck off. Like, if they didn't get it, I would probably swear at them and then go back to talking on the phone like they weren't there. <laughs> yeah. So it's diplomatic. And how did it go? It's like, I was like, does this really matter that much? I was like, I can't, I clearly can't move them by myself. I don't have a trailer or a truck anymore. Right, you know, like right. my partner left me and he took that stuff. And so now this is just kind of sitting there and um, it's this remnant of this, you know, five-year relationship that I had and it's oh, still God, kind yeah. of all over the place. And I was like, you know, I don't have a place to put them until I sell my house and get a new place. And so they're just kind of here for right now. And, um, and they just kept pushing it until I finally kind of broke down and started crying. And I was like, you know what, like, you want to know why this is not at the top of my priority list. (laughs) And then I like gave them this whole laundry list of all the fucked up shit that's happened. And I was like, my mom had spinal surgery. Like my dad had a heart attack last year. I'm like sheltering in place with them and like kind of caretaking them and like you know this breakup happened and then all of my stuff is just everywhere and I don't actually really have a place to live I'm like in my childhood bedroom and like just laid out all this shit and they like they ended up apologizing it was really cool that's they, cool yeah yeah they were like oh you're right this isn't that big of a deal and we are kind of being petty and they were like you know we had I just lost my job too. And, um, so then they go started around and tell people to move shit out of their, out of their, <laughs> to whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really powerless. So I need to exert something over someone else. <laughs> yeah. And I like, one of the points I made was I lived here for almost for over five years and you guys never once said hi to me. And you, the way that my yard is, it's a see-through wire fence. That's four feet tall. And so mm-hmm. when people walk by, And they live across the street, one house over. So I saw them all the time and I would wave to them or say hi. And they would ignore me and look straight ahead as they were Uh walking by. And I was like, you know, I have lived here for five years and this is the first time that you're ever talking to me. And maybe this conversation would go a little better if you had like considered building a relationship with me for any of that time before, (laughs) but you didn't. That is so fucking awesome that you said that. Well, it sounds like you actually had a good resolution, though, which is good. Um, yeah. And it wasn't just you being like, eat a dick, and then fucking off. <laughs> Look at Wind over here handing out life lessons from her perfectly manicured yard. <laughs> it was like, the conversation did get a little ridiculous, because he was like, you know, the I think he threatened to call the county on me or something to like... <laughs> And yeah. And I was like, cool, just use the county resources to deal with some fucking planner troughs. I did swear. I was like, so deal with these fucking planner troughs while all this other shit is going on. I'm sure that's gonna be at the top of their priority list. Yeah. And while you're at it, why don't you ask them to go fucking remove that ten foot rock that's been in front of my property in this area for the last like hundred years? Would <laughs> you say like, he was like, Well, you know what? Maybe I will. <laughs> Hey, do it, pal. <laughs> and just like, you know, because I used to be a preschool teacher, I was watching him throw the tantrum and was just like, okay, he's clearly like beyond reason right now. Like, I just need to stop. 
That's pretty great. Oh, man. So can you, um, can you tie that into art and design somehow? Because that's what this podcast is about. So it needs to be related to art and design. Because we have a very, like, like rabid fan base, and they get really, I like, think- disheveled when... <laughs> I, go off I, topic. Think, yes. I think the moral of the story here is that somebody <laughs> designed some planters and that some other people had some strong aesthetic problems with and right. that in a nutshell is art and design <laughs> basically art and design is this it's whatever you personally design is the right thing and everything else is shit <laughs> <laughs> perfect i you know what i'm gonna cut that out and put that right at the beginning of this episode the tagline yes, yes the tagline yes in fact that's the title of this episode yes before. Maggie you should write that down so we can make sure that that's uh, uh hang on okay how say it exactly how you want me to write it down um i win it's better when you say it I don't remember. Okay. Art and design art and design in a nutshell is this. Whatever you design is correct and everything else is shit. There we go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been basically uh, recording various podcasts and stuff this all, all morning. It's been pretty fun. Um, we uh we just did a random one that uh we should definitely do for some of the some of our friend meetings i think just as a fun exercise we don't even have to record them um we we were doing lists of of like random words and phrases and um yeah and so what we had was um just some really good ones i was just gonna bring up you were mentioning the 10 foot rock and i was just thinking would you say that is a full-sized rock Um, (laughs) so this is hilarious because like we did this word association thing and what was the what was the word was it full-sized rock yeah it wasn't it was yeah like i had a just a list of phrases uh just weird shit that came in my mind and, um, and so like and i, and I was just, I, yeah. yeah and i was just like free associating so ned says something to me like full-sized rock and i was like i'm seeing like some people standing in a front yard with like a giant backhoe that's delivering rocks and they're like i, I ordered full-sized rocks you know yes. like upset about it because the rocks are too small for what they paid for or something and now we're talking about like this giant 10-foot rock butter meinhof butter meinhof so did you just manifest these people coming over to me to be right yes who knows i hope not but it's possible oh dear and they just didn't get the message that yeah (laughs) it turns out the podcast is this like weird cosmic wormhole or like black hole where like like the fairy tales you you can your wishes will be granted, but not in the way that you think. And right. It's like anything you say into the podcast will manifest somewhere on earth, but you have to be careful because you don't know where and when. And so yeah. don't do anything that you wouldn't want to have happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> now we bear this terrible moral weight. It's ter- right. Yes. Um, oh, it's man. like the weight of a 10 foot radius rock. No, 10 foot in diameter. I wonder, well, was that rock at place there as part of the landscaping, or has that rock just been there for, like, maybe eons? Yeah, it's just been there. Yeah. <laughs> Unless somebody paid a fuck ton of money to have <laughs> it upset. there. I'm upset enough to call the county and argue about the removal of a piece of the natural universe from right. the front yard. <laughs> And it's like the county, the whole thing is in front of their property. There would be enough space for like five cars to park. But before they bought it, the previous owners or the county or somebody put in a little curb. And so that area is landscaped in front of their house. And Mm -hmm. when I was still with my ex, he would joke about going to park his super big truck in their landscaped area because they were complaining about our parking area and they would, they didn't give their tenants parking enough parking on their property. So their tenants would all come park by our house. Uh, And so, um, yeah. And they like came and, um, and complained about that, which really didn't make any sense. They were like mad that we took up the public parking on the street 
Um, I never talked to them. They talked to him and I guess he had a little war going with them or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was like, their whole thing is landscape too. So I pointed that out to them and I was like, you know, if you really need parking that badly, you can just cut down your bushes and people like, and pave up to that curb and then people can park there too. And then your problem is solved. But I was like, you guys have more parking than almost my entire property just in parking space. So I was like, I have a really hard time doubting that these troughs being in this eight foot space right here, like this, four by eight foot space is really causing you that much grief. Oh my God. Do you, okay. So here's a funny story about neighbors. My, and I don't think I've told this on the, have I told the story of dead Greg on the podcast yet? Uh, I don't know. I think it's fine. I mean, we're going to, we've put out so many podcasts at this point. If anybody's listening to all of them, I think they just enjoy listening to our voices more than anything else. I don't know. So I had this neighbor named dad Greg, who I am relatively certain killed his ex-wife dog and threw it in the space between our houses where it rotted and I could smell it, but not see or access it. Oh my God. Furthermore, it gets better. Furthermore, um, or worse, worse, but better in the end, definitely better in the end. Uh, it's a happy ending. So, um, there uh, two Greg's property goes like, east west and mine goes north south and so it intersects his property at a 90 degree angle and that's because of the way the alleyways and the blocks are built in minneapolis anyway the people who live on the far side of greg comparative or relative to me have a daughter and um they had a little chain link fence between their yards so greg's fence greg's yard is fenced in and the other neighbor's yard is fenced in but it's just a chain link um and it's kind of a low fence and they have this little girl who lives there and also uh, her dog and or Greg's dogs. And so there's reasons for the fences that um, have nothing to do with being unneighborly. Although we'll get to that in a second. So the dogs were barking at one point in time and uh, the mother of the girl who lives in this house, like yelled at the dogs to stop barking and um, which made Greg, who was a trash human garbage garbage human made him very upset and so to um uh, to exact retribution he yelled at their two-year-old daughter over the fence (laughs) and so so my neighbor my friendly neighbor like yelled at the dog one afternoon to shut up and so one afternoon later sometime a different day their daughter was out in her yard and she was making kid noises and so greg came over and leaned over the fence and like screamed in her face to shut up because that's obviously the same thing as screaming at a dog absolutely the same absolutely the same thing and so this neighbor of ours the friendly one is an attorney and so she started talking with the attorneys at the city about going into arbitration because weird shit like this keep happening and like there was some stuff that happened between me and greg that was like super minor and extraordinarily passive aggressive because that's how minnesota rolls but i already had decided that under no circumstances was i on this neighbor's side because he was a real asshole and total tool and um there's so many so many stories about that guy anyway the big story is that um, he was being real shit about some stuff and being super passive aggressive and just aggressive aggressive to our other neighbor. And I told her, listen, like, if you have to go into arbitration, that's great. If arbitration doesn't work, just put up a six foot fence between your properties. Like, I don't know what else to tell you to do because I've lived next to the guy longer than you have. I don't think anything about this suggests that his behavior is going to change. And if you can't keep him from screaming in your child's face by like, you know, the usual social contract abstract stuff, then you should probably just put up a fence and not feel bad about it. And she was feeling guilty about the possibility of putting up a fence because she feels it's unneighborly. And I was like, screaming at children is psychotic and antisocial so it's not your fault or and at least not as them much. for life yeah right yeah so um what ended up happening is that she was going to go into arbitration with greg um and the uh she and i sat on a neighborhood improvement association board for a couple of years together which is another whole can of worms and lots of funny stories um re- relating to adult men babies and so uh, i can just imagine you oh, being a part of that 
<laughs> shining example of a board member right here. Um, so like, anyway, we were on this board and some things had transpired on the board, some very crazy things um, that subsequently led to an extremely hostile coup and a turnover of at least half of the board members. I was on my way out anyway. So my seat became vacant. And then a number of other people were the um, subject of, targeting uh, political targeting essentially and were um, removed from their seats in a concentrated effort that was extremely shady and unethical to the extreme but I'm not positive that it technically violated any bylaws and I'm not on the board anymore so I'm just not going to get into it uh, anyway that happened and our neighbor was removed from the board by a vote and so she was feeling really bad about that which is kind of funny i mean i think it's very sweet um but uh she was feeling really down about that and then she felt like the situation with greg that was going to go to arbitration really kicked her in the teeth and i was like i know you're feeling super bad about this stuff but these are like really petty men and you shouldn't feel bad about doing whatever it takes to um prevent them from getting in your way and so or, or uh prevent them from ruining your life and so um Michaela was uh, dreading going to arbitration and the day that the letter arrived at Greg's house um, indicating that he would need to go to forced arbitration with her or erect a six foot fence. He read the letter, walked out to his garage. That's like this giant, beautiful garage and promptly had a heart attack and dropped dead alone. <laughs> Oh, oh my god and yeah. Michaela didn't know about this and I was in Texas when this happened and so my friend called me up and she was like hi okay guess what just happened and I was like um I don't know and I said something about you know pertinent to the neighborhood or whatever and she's like no better and I was like what and she's like Greg's dead and I was like oh, dead Greg and she's like yes dead Greg and I was like oh my god I have to call our other neighbor and so I talked to my other neighbor and I was like Listen, friend, sometimes when the universe closes a door or a window, it drops a rock on, on a neighborhood else's improvement <laughs> association board, it opens a trap door beneath your jerk neighbor, Greg, and then he dies and you don't have to feel bad about going into arbitration anymore. I bet that what she was thinking was the receipt of that arbitration letter was what gave him a heart attack. And I was like, yes, but also know that like Greg was rotten on the inside. And the fact that he was still alive was kind of amazing because he was like a wet sack of garbage that you forgot to take out. So the insides have started to mold and like leak. I mean, he was just like a horrible person. And you know, like I'm not talking horrible, like that guy played his music too loud on weekends. I'm talking like, take your wife's dog, kill it and throw it over the fence where no one can get to it, but we all have to smell it like that kind of a terrible person, like a sociopath. But anyway, he's dead Greg now. And sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> tell your neighbors that you just tell your neighbors that you say, at least you don't, you didn't end up like dead Greg. And then they'll probably have you arrested for threats. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't say that to your neighbors. Oh, man. It would not be the craziest thing, though, <laughs> um, if we want to turn this into a neighbor podcast. I got stories to top that. <laughs> oh, my God. I The only other thing I want to say about neighbors is that dead Greg's wife is called the widow Jello shots. And there's like a whole backstory to that, too. <laughs> anyway, that's it for my neighbors. <laughs> I would love to hear more about your neighbors if you want. Um, so... My, my property is on the corner, like I said, and it also um, lined up to a T to the neighbor at the back of my property. Yeah. And her property is very bizarre. She probably, I have a 7,000 square foot lot and she has about, I don't know, a third to half of an acre and it goes up on this hillside and it's beautiful. It's amazing. There's a little wood um, cabin up there and you can kind of see the bay from there. Um, and there are these huge rock formations um, and my, my yard has a lot of rocks too, but anyways, her sized rocks, what full sized rocks. Yes. Like full, full sized rocks. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oversized rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, her property would have been a rectangle, but then where my house is, there's this little piece cut out and was added to my property to make it longer. Oh and so her house is set right by that. So actually where her house would have maybe 20 feet 
until my property line, it only has five feet for like half of the length of her house. And so as soon as I moved in, she asked me if she could purchase this little piece of land. And I said, no, I bought this property because of how large the yard is. And, um, also there's a shed that's, um, back there that's right sitting on the line where that would, that property line would be. And, um, there's also a hundred year prickly pear cactus that was oh. planted there because the woman who owned my property owned like 10 properties. And she had a war with the woman who used to live on my neighbor's property. So she oh planted this cactus literally right in the last spot in the corner and let it grow. And so it's this huge thing and it grows over the fence and the lady who lives there now, um, fucking hates it. <laughs> and, <laughs> So anyway, this, um, this lady at the back of my property, um, we'll call her L. Um, she also studied law and she also studied nursing and she was very involved with us from the very beginning. And, um, you know, in nice ways, but also overstepping a lot of boundaries. And, Uh um, (laughs) I am not good at stopping conversations and just like walking away, but my ex was really good at that. And so he would, you know, he had a pretty good relationship with her because he would just, you know, cut her off and be like, okay, sorry, I gotta go. Bye. And she loved him. Oh my Um, God. (laughs) But over time she got, um, Her true nature started to show, I guess we'll say that. <laughs> Leaking through the cracks a little bit. Um, so she starts talking shit about the, all the neighbors around us and um, the people who lived right next to us. She was like, um, or live because they still live there. Uh, she, I told her that I had chickens and was going to bring them over, but we had to build the coop first. And she was like, Oh, you should build it like right in this area so that they're super loud by her house to bother her because she's a witch. Like she would always call her a witch. (laughs) And, um, I was like, I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And, um, ended up that the best place for us to build the chicken coop was along the side of the fence, probably starting two thirds back in our yard and then near her house. And, um, we were able to, to build a fence from there to the shed. And then from the other side of the shed to the other fence. And that gave them a really nice portion of the yard. Um, and she was pissed off about it at first, but then she also loves them. So she stands on her deck and talks to them. And she like, I got ducks and she sprays them with the hose and <laughs> they like stand there and shake their butts in it. And it's cute. But, That's adorable. Yeah. So she's not all bad, but she's definitely like, she spent, sent me a lot of conspiracy videos about mole people and about how all of the targets and Walmarts along the border are actually secret military bases with like hundreds of miles of tunnels going into Mexico. Okay. And, um, (laughs) wow. I did not expect that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Wow. That's not even like, yeah. yeah. So she started sending me these videos. She found me on Facebook, then deleted me on Facebook, then tried to re-add me on Facebook. And I was like, no, I think I'm I'm good now for that. That Um, that first one was a freebie. Yeah. (laughs) That first one was a freebie, right. I didn't know. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. I just... I'm so thankful I never gave her a key (laughs) to my property. Right. Because, okay, so she got in a tiff with those neighbors I talked about earlier. And she, you know, when all this car stuff was happening, I just kind of joked about taking some rocks and putting them and making a border like they have in front of their house and then planting some plants. But I also wanted to put a bench there and a little free library and make it like a hangout spot with some edible fruit trees Yeah, um, since there are no sidewalks. And um, so she took that and she actually did it within like a matter of days and she just put some like ornamental grasses in there. Half of them died and that was it. And like mostly now it's just full of weeds Um, and there's no kind of community sense. She just did it to take her space. 
And, um, she has always taken her garbage cans and put them like in front of my property. And I'm like, I don't care, whatever, but she's very particular about things. And so were those other people. So they got in a fight about her putting these rocks in front of her, um, property. And she, they got in a tiff and then the lady went back home. And then I think she went over there maybe an hour later or something. And L is the person who told me this story. Okay. So she's like, I went over to their house and I knock on their door and I know that they're home and I see her walk past the door and she doesn't answer it. So you know what I did? I just opened the door and I went inside. (laughs) And and she was like, and then she really didn't like that. So she yelled at me and told me to get off her property or she would call the cops. So I was like, okay, okay. And then I left and I was like, okay, okay. Jeez, hang on. (laughs) So she told me this story herself, and like she was like, Yeah, I know I probably shouldn't have done that. And I was like, Probably shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah, you definitely don't ever fucking trespass on somebody's property. Like, open their door and just go into their house when they don't answer. Yikes, right? Uh, Uh, Wow. I mean, I expect that from my family, but people who are polite. Uh, yeah never do such a thing yeah. yeah i can't imagine yeah. doing something like that i mean yeah. Yeah. i can think of Go all the reasons and be like and then i heard a scream and then i ran in to see what was going on but none of that it's just like i just they weren't answering the door so i just barged in yeah because i wanted to yell at them because i wanted to <laughs> yell at them yes <laughs> i wanted to verbally yeah. assault them oh yeah yeah Like, I personally have a thing with going up to people's doors and, like, even if somebody, like, I go on walks and somebody leaves their car light on and I, it takes me, like, a good couple minutes to work up the courage to go knock on their door because I fucking hate it when people come to my house for unwanted reasons. Right, right. You're like, who, who are you? What's going on? Yeah. What are you doing here? What's happening? So even if I heard screaming and shit, like one, so my neighbor's house caught on fire one time. His teenage son was like smoking a blunt and he dropped it in the grass and then caught on fire. And I like stood out there for maybe like 15 seconds going like, Hey, (laughs) your house is on fire before I even like went in their yard. And then I was like, Nope. Okay. I gotta, I gotta take care of this. Cause it was right next to the house. Oh God. (laughs) And the kid was like in the shower, probably jerking off or something. And right. so I kept like, I, you know, I put the fire out and then I was like, well, uh, it's kind of important that he knows that this happens so he doesn't do this again. And so he could tell his dad why the house is somewhat like burned. burned. <laughs> so I'm like oh my calling, God. you know, trying not to scare him. I'm like, hey, like knocking on the side of the house. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah, it was, oh, it was. <laughs> my a friend of mine got um was also my neighbor but le- several blocks down got this really fancy like surveillance system invo- installed in his house because he travels for extended periods of time. And he wanted to be able to see like oh, if it's winter time, which is usually when he's traveling because it's so cold. Um did my water heater rupture or like is something wrong in the house that actually would require someone going to it to fix it or me coming back home from wherever I am. And, um, I, I gave him a little bit of shit about it because it was a really expensive system. And to be fair, his primary concern was not security from other people. It was just, I don't want my house burning down and me not knowing if it was preventable. Um, so he installs all this stuff and then proceeds to go out of town for some reason. Uh, it's like the day or two after he got it up and running and it was just, it, I mean, it was just in the nick of time to catch on every single video camera, someone breaking into his home through a bedroom window on the main floor that he had left unlocked. And so they just climbed right in and wandered around in his house and didn't take much of anything or anything at all, if I recall, and then just climbed out the way they came in and didn't like break anything, didn't have to ruin anything. And it's funny because he has never been 
robbed before. He's never had any sign of any of his stuff being molested in any way, shape, or form. And so, coincidentally, the only time he's ever been robbed is right after he got a security system that caught the entire thing on camera <laughs> and was there for him to like replay in real time. And um, I wondered what may have gone through the person's head who went into the house because there isn't anything that intrinsically looks valuable. There isn't like a lot of jewelry or cash laying around or anything like that. In the living room, there is an embalming table. <laughs> there is a mannequin with a full gas mask on it that scares the fuck out of me every time I walk through that house, even though I know it's there. Um, there are numerous cabinets, alchemy cabinets, like, uh, you know, like um, compound pharmacist cabinets and things like that with like apothecaries old- or. Yeah, like apothecaries, like medical quackery devices uh-huh. in these gla- beautiful glass cases. Um, something like 200 cameras in the home that are all out and displayed because they're antiques. The one who wants your flashbulbs. But not the actual camera. Your, but not the actual camera that you have. Just the flashbulbs, please. Right. Um, so whoever walked in probably got the shit scared out of them by the inside of this house because it's so fucking creepy. And the the embalming table is excellent because it's antique. So it's not like modern looking or made out of durable materials. It's wood and it is stained to fuck. And I have sat on it like I touched the dead people thing. Like there's body fluid stains all over it. It's gruesome. And it's just like it's just there. It's just there in the living room. And everything is arranged very nicely. But the house is like if you somehow had to go in, for example, and no one was home, like for some reason you didn't know who lived there, it would be like it would be terrifying it would be terrifying so the best form of security is to put an embalming table in your living room yes preferably a very old rickety one that looks like it was taken out of one of those old like operating theaters where all the doctors would like knock on the table when they were being taught and there was like one light and a cadaver or whatever Uh that And maybe just have some things in the freezer and maybe like a little bloody handprint on the door handle or something. (laughs) Yeah. And I think like the embalming table, like, you know, it levels or tilts so that you can like drain it off, I guess, I assume. And so there's like, you know, like the hand crank, like (laughs) It's, it's it's terrifying. Like those old wheelchairs that look like, you know, wicker chairs with wheels on them. And you're like, why is that so creepy? But it is. So the person who broke in was probably like, oh, shit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Like, maybe maybe I should get out of here right quick. If this person comes back, what the fuck are they going to do to me? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Maybe they just, like, looked around for some dead bodies and they were like, all right, well, nothing clearly obvious. (laughs) I'm going to go. Right. I'm just going to check out... Yeah, he that this is the same neighbor who sent me a message at one point after he had left the country to go do something or other. He's like, a robot arm just got delivered to my house. Can you go pick it up for me so no one steals it? If you do, there's also some soylent there and you can have some of it. And I was like, that's okay. I will go get the arm, but I am not drinking your soylent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, how big is the robot arm? Like, do I need to enlist help to move this thing? Or like, right. what am I What am I working with here? And like, I recall too that I was totally sober at the time, but my friend um, who actually you might know, uh, my friend came over and we were doing some stuff on the inside of the house. And like we had, I think we were going to drink some beer and he was just a little bit ahead of me on the curve or something like that. But anyway, we were going to go over to this neighbor's house and pick up this package, which obviously was addressed to the neighbor where it was delivered. And so I was like, well, like it's nighttime. It's a very quiet neighborhood. A lot of cops because it's Minneapolis and you have a beer. So we have to put the beer in something because I'm just thinking about if we're stopped for any reason on the way home with someone's giant robot arm that doesn't belong to us and it isn't addressed to us and you have an open container and neither of us is the person whose arm this is, we're going to have a really hard time explaining this. I it's speaking of like we saw it so it was fine like I know we're kind of coming off doing the free association thing but whenever I think of robot arm it's kind of hilarious to me especially in that context of like you've stolen an arm you're wandering around (laughs) like this whole liability like running around with this arm 
A giant robot arm, right? Yeah. yeah, I know. It's like it's like a manufacturing arm, you know, like the ones that pick up a microchip and then like place the microchip and then like pick up a microchip and then like place it so yeah. that there's like extreme precision and accuracy. One of those things. Yeah. So his design is um, very unique. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's probably another example of he's doing it right and everything else is shit. Right, exactly. Like, why aren't you all living this way? I don't understand. Exactly. When you guys started this episode, did you think that it would get to the place of design as a security measure? Um, no. No. I mean, tech- yes, I did. Because I've met both he was of you steer it there one way or another uh, yeah it was this was like it's right on the list of the highest topic on my list on my phone here oh yeah i see it right there um no i but i'm not like i'm not surprised because i've met you two and i've hung out with both of you and so the fact that we immediately dove down into sharing some pretty bizarre stories that you both have i've heard them both before not not complaining i love them um not together though not together yeah so um yeah i i knew when you started telling this story i knew where it was going and i really i do enjoy that story very much and i'm glad we got to put it on the podcast um (laughs) and i do like putting it in the context of wind your story of your um your neighbor's and your their shenanigans to yes. put, put it oh my god nicely um, so like i guess it's like uh tall fences make good neighbors but landscaping rocks and natural features make for enemies. civil war yeah i guess so i i'm trying to think like i've had pretty These good rocks are tearing the neighborhood apart i don't think i've had any like really crazy neighbor stories um I've had some, uh, my front neighbor who hopefully he'll never listen to this cause I do like him. Um, but he, <laughs> he, um, he, when I first moved in, he kind of drove me a little nuts cause he was so obsessed with my mail because I live in a granny flat behind a front like house where he lives. And he just um, seems kind of obsessive in general. Sorry. I to think say. outsider's I, opinion. I think what it was is just that he's retired and he doesn't know what to do with himself. And so he's, you know, like, hangs out at the house like everything is going on and so if i leave mail there overnight he calls me in the evening to let me know there's mail in the mailbox and he doesn't want me to get it It doesn't he doesn't want it to get stolen and so um and he doesn't come he's much older than i am so he doesn't come from a generation where like you buy a lot of our goods like we buy online and they show up in packages and um And so that whole phenomenon was very difficult for him because they, you know, Amazon or eBay or whoever I'm ordering from, you know, they come and they get delivered either. Usually they bring them back to my property, but, um, he was just always struggling with it because I'll just leave them out. Like I'm, I know when they come, I get a text message and there was this moment where this whole period, like for a couple months where I would get a text message alert from Amazon and then I would immediately get a phone call from him letting me know that there was a package. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, thanks. Yes, I know there's a package. He's like, well, you know, you want me to do anything? Nope, just leave it. And it got to a point where I kind of had to tell him. I was like, look, you can't just take these in your house because sometimes I'm out and about and I want to come back and get them late at night or whatever, where if I'm, you know, busy with work or whatever, um, I'd really rather you leave them out. And he was just so concerned they were going to get stolen. And I was like, these aren't like private packages from friends that are irreplaceable it's there's a whole process for that so it's fine and also we live in southern california so you don't have to worry about the rain because there is none um if anyone tells you it's ever rained in southern california i swear to you it has never rained a single day Um, then how come it rains when i'm there a lot is i don't you're making that up i don't cloud or what i guess so i don't know what you're talking about um it never rains here it's always perfect weather it's always that like, you know, perfect weather between 75, 85, never too hot, Meg, never too cold. Meg, you're the only person who thinks it rains here. Exactly. So you are crazy. Right. Yep. And don't bring Ned up gaslighting like because gas we all know that's not real. Gaslighting isn't real. You're the only person who thinks gaslighting is a thing. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's, let's skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no uh, uh no gaslighting is an awful thing obviously 
Oh, it was the Darjeeling Limited. Yes. <laughs> so I, like, I didn't know what gaslighting was until I saw that movie. And then I was like, huh. And then I looked it up. Yeah. And the rest is history, as they say. Right. <laughs> now right. I'm a misandrist. <laughs> right. Now you're a misandrist. <laughs> I would love to join you guys on a podcast about gaslighting. Okay. But we're going to need, like, so much time yeah okay yeah <laughs> i mean we'll do our homework and make sure it's strongly tied to uh categorically to art and design because that's our, our thing yeah mm-hmm. oh well okay i think gaslighting is a type of design <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah i i think there are types of designs that basically are a form of gaslighting there you go. There's the tie-in because I don't disagree with you. Yeah. What? When did we cut you off? We talk over each other all the time. Yeah. Sorry. Please. please. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just going to switch the topic to say to art and design yeah, and say do. that I've been staying in my childhood bedroom here. Uh, if you guys want to see it, it has not really changed since I was sixteen. Yeah. Well, you'll have to describe it because um, it won't translate. If you're just you can pointing the camera. Yeah, there you how go. About, okay. Yeah, how about you guys describe it while I show you? All right. Okay. Um, so there's a big window, a big window, like a big sliding side to side window. So you can see lots of trees, it looks like. With curtains. So mm-hmm. that art up there, these okay. are posters from when I was a baby. Oh. Okay. So one of them is uh, like two birds, two doves, maybe? Yeah, they're um, feet. Oh, two feet. They are oh. absolutely feet. Um, like how little kids make um, hand turkeys at Thanksgiving. By yes. Their yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, cool. They're really great. So it's uh, it's got a like a almost royal blue frame with a second frame of uh, like a green. Yeah, inset. Inset, and then inside of that is sort of black footprints that have been sort of painted as birds. So yes sound kind of right i mean they're not actually footprints but shapes and they're they're arranged horizontally so that where the heel is is where the bird's heads are and then the tail feathers go like sideways from yeah Yeah. and then outside the frame which is really cool is it's got sort of a heart flower sort of springing out of the top of it um two-dimensional so it's like flat on with two leaves below the flower or below the heart so anyway and then uh, this is a California native plant spring wildflower poster. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, from the California Native Plant Society. Uh-huh. That's lovely. Um, I have so it's like some. like all different wildflowers, like in hand drawn. Are they drawings or they're, they're not photographs, they're drawings? Yeah, they're drawings. Illustrations. It looks like a tannical. Real deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, then when I was a teenager... I invited my friends to uh, graffiti my wall. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> here. That's great. It's Back giant. It's like the Z is like a foot high. Like the font is a foot high. I would say it just says Zach was here like on just like navy blue spray paint on the white it's wall. It's perfect. Lowercase. 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 Yeah. Got some uh, boards I broke in uh, taekwondo nice oh cool i have some of those somewhere uh okay this is new because you know i have to have my wolves but i have my wolf calendar there oh nice that's nice um this is my closet Ooh, big closet cool that's great i see che guevara i see so we're looking cool. at like posters kind of plastered sure. on the inside of the, the closet. Who's, who's got the guitar? Who's playing the guitar? Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. So that was actually, and it goes all the way around my closet, but um, that was a Jimi Hendrix poster and a Che Guevara post, um, not poster, calendars. And then I saved each month. And then there's actually stuff written on the back of it of what I did. Oh, that's cool. Excellent. I love saving old calendars. So the aesthetic of all of this is like things are sort of taped up. Um, It's definitely what I would describe as like a collage of your childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really awesome. Um, It's super kind of you to like share this. 
Oh, there's a dog. I see a dog. Yeah, this is super yeah. fun. One of three. Yeah. Yeah. So then at one point I decided that uh, it would be cool to put things on the ceiling so that if I was like laying down and tripping or whatever, I could just look up at them. Uh-huh. So. Oh, nice. What is that a poster? That's a. It's Dr. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. It's upside down in the video. There it is. Okay. Stedman's drawing of Dr. Gonzo. Yeah. It's such a good That's drawing. Excellent. Uh, Love that. Yeah, Pulp Fiction Pulp poster, Fiction. classic. Train spotting, also classic. And then uh, you have this wall of a weird combination of art, like things that I got. Like I got this from a skateboarding shop in Germany. It's um, a bag with a pink spray paint. Yes, spray paint. Pe- stencil okay sure yeah and posters of concerts i've been to uh-huh. um, they're from minneapolis yes they're great uh, my siblings past pets i submitted oh. this picture in a fair won a prize for it cool what is it a picture of it's hard to see from here um it's a it's, it's a dog with my cat with my oh. bird Oh, okay. All sleeping together. Gotcha. That is so cute. And then my mom was the director for um, Parks and Open Space for one of the counties here. So Mm -hmm. she got a bunch of signs. And then my dad does a lot of photography. So that's his. Okay. And my friend made some. Oh, there's me. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, like, what we're looking at is like your wall, and you've got like a collection of like personal photos and then also like more artistic photos of different sizes, some line drawings, um, some Some roses, some flowers, dried flowers. It looks like a clock. Does that clock work? Looks like not. No, I used to have a clock obsession. So I had like 12 clocks in my room. Uh, Um, Were they all set to the same or different time? They were all set to the same time, but then you could see which ones you know, would like run fast or slow. Uh huh. Um, yes. This Ooh, is, is a paint. Oh, go ahead. You're getting uh, there, I think. This is a Polaroid from a, like I used to go to Mexico when I was a kid and we would go to Cabo Pumo, which is on the very tip of Baja. Uh-huh. And, um, this girl had a Polaroid camera and she was, she and I remembered each other each year and would hang out. And this was a Polaroid she took of her dog that she gave to me to keep um, and then this is a comic. This guy made this comic for me and then one up there too. Um, and it says, Rhea said she wanted us in a comic for her. Any idea on something funny? And, he, and then I say, not really. Dot, 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 dot. Well, we're still funnier than John Burnett. Oh, yes. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was the kid who uh, thought he was funny. That's excellent. <laughs> And then there's a, a thumbprint painting from Mexico. Cool. Cool. Art, uh, high school art class project. Uh-huh. Uh, my friend used to make these kinds of posters for concerts. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. So yeah. how would you describe that poster? It's pretty small. It's like a five by seven or something. Or Oh, not even. Way. That's like three by. Oh, okay. Three by five, maybe. Like if you fold it in eight and a half by 11 and four and then like, yeah. Yeah. But what would you, how would you describe the, like that style? Um, it just says like hosted by John the Baker. It's like an old punk style. Yeah. It has really fine detail. He would use really fine tip markers Uh and, uh, every spot in the page is full of some kind of shading or drawing. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. What else? Yeah, there's like very little negative space. Yeah. <laughs> Almost none. That's yeah. cool. Um, so that's like all of the stuff from before. Oh, and then my ex drew this of my dog. That's cute. Aww. It's like your dog sitting under a dead tree. Yeah, yeah. That's actually this dog. There she is. He? She? Cute. Well, there you are, pal. Pal. Aww, Freddy. That's cute. <laughs> And the only that. part of, of my room that I have designed this year uh, is is this part here, which is my. Or I took 
I added these two plants. Oh, and oh I love plants. I have this altar type thing with my dead dog's ashes, some artwork. This is me with a kid I used to work with, and they printed that as a birthday present for me. That's cute. That's great. Um, got some Palo Santo. Got a sand dollar. Feathers. Um, got some pieces from different art projects. Yeah. Cool. Um, there's this guy called Dirty Matt, and he's homeless, and he has a degree in psychology, and he makes these drawings. Oh. Um, and he sells them for like three bucks or something. Oh, interesting. So I have a couple a, of his, it looks like a picture of like a crane. Um, it looks like pointillism. Is it pointillism? Um, let's see. This is another one that he did too. Wow. Oh, wow. So it's like, yeah, black ink drawings and they are really pretty. Like they're very detailed also. Yeah. A lot of ink on the paper. Um, and this one is like of the sun or like the stars or star or something in the sky in the evening sky kind of, or yeah. Yeah. It's maybe. the moon with, um, so this was, this is the view from a hilltop near Bodega Bay in California. Um, oh. and it's overlooking the ocean. Yeah. And so it has some plants in the foreground, like some coastal pines. And then you can see the moonlight, um, reflecting on the waves yeah uh, and then the yeah. moon in the background it looks like a little hazy there's, there's like a halo around the moon yeah that is so cool. Very cool and then this is a christmas gift that a family that i work for made for me they photoshopped this oh, dogs in Santa hats on a candle on a pillar candle that's great that's great yeah yeah super cute and then i've got Those some yeah those are my That's three. Great. And then I love Dia de los, Dia de los Muertos. Um, I'm adopted and half of my birth family is from Mexico. So I have these cool magnets. Uh-huh. Dia awesome. de los Muertos. And uh, random like stickers that I've collected. That's cool. So that's like a sticker of... Um, of like pan like like yeah like a goat demon with like children fighting or playing or about to be abducted it looks like <laughs> yeah something i don't know it's great That's it's good. um it's the krampus the krampus yes yeah that's great of course it is yeah sure. yeah oh. that's awesome and this is a magnet that my dad made out of a local graffiti piece oh cool oh neato so it's, it's like, like a, a big giant ant or insect yeah opening a jar with a human in it yes right excellent yeah i think it's a bee oh great and then uh my ex knit me this stocking just the one yeah oh one. for christmas though yeah the relationship didn't last long enough for him to knit oh, me to a one. One. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yep that's uh that's my stuff Knitting is hard in California because it's never that cold. And so it's not, I'm never that motivated to knit. So should we just like, like wrap up and call it, call it good for podcast time? Um, and then we can keep talking. I'm just saying, should this is we? So great. I love it. So we had talked about doing a like quarantine show and tell and yeah. between me and Ned, we just never got around to it. Cause we were like, well, blah, 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 and like made up all kinds of excuses not to do it. And so this kind of like fulfills my desire to have a, a, a lockdown show and tell this is excellent. And your show and tell was like way better than probably anything I would have come up with here. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. That was great. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> A little peek into. I love your room. <laughs> Thanks. It's great. It's just, it's like, you know how you could decorate a place from scratch overnight if you had enough money? Like, oh, I'm going to buy this thing and this thing and I'm going to arrange these things over here and put this stuff. And it's going to end up looking like a hotel because it's not actually things that belong to anybody. Because nobody lived, like, lived there yet. Nobody actually spent any time being human there. And yeah. I, you can tell, like, your room is, everything is placed in such a way that it was, like, deliberate and, like, 
featured. Like it was an item that you wanted to be able to see and experience over and over. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 I like it. Yes. Well, it's good to see you too. Yeah. Um, you don't have to hang up. I'm just, we can just say goodbye to the listeners and then we can. Okay. We'll just pause the, pause the recording and keep going. Yeah. All right. So thanks everybody for listening. Hope that was entertaining. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Do the things. And be nice to your neighbors or, you know, don't. Or don't. Yeah. Just if, if you're being a dick, just acknowledge that you're being a dick. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. I can handle dicks if they're like, I'm a dick and I'm going to be a dick. And I'll be like, well, that's self-evident. I (laughs) feel bad or surprised about that. But people who allude otherwise and then behave. They're like, I'm such a nice person. Why are you still standing on my neck then? You don't have the moral high round here. Right. That's what I would say. All right. Um, let's call that good. And we will uh, have this posted and people will be listening to it. Okay. Bye.